You are tuned into America's Positive Radio Talk Show, celebrating 21 years on the air. David Essel in the box with you, of course. David Essel Alive, the name of the show that you're listening to right now. Broadcasting on XM Satellite Radio Channel 168 and streaming worldwide at talkdavid.com. We are very proud to be part of the premier radio network. Welcome on board our 12 million XM Satellite subscribers and broadcasting, as we always do every Saturday, out of Studio E in Los Angeles, California. Welcome aboard. What an amazing show we've had so far today, and it's only going to get better. Uh, in just a couple of minutes, Dr. Terry Gordon is going to be on with us. The name of his book, No Storm Lasts Forever, Transforming Suffering into Insight. So many times we have a tendency to look at our challenges in life, right, as just like that's exactly what they are, huge challenges. They're a pain in our butt. It's not fair. Life shouldn't work like this. If the economy was only different, if I wasn't struggling with this health issue, if, 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 and Dr. Terry Gordon, who's a, a cardiologist, a world-acclaimed cardiologist, by the way, will be sharing a totally different look at life's challenges, it's fascinating, and I think it's going to be fascinating for you to listen to see if you can flip the brain from the traditional way that we've dealt with challenges, suffering, inconveniences, hardship into a new way of thinking. We'll be with Dr. Terry in just uh, a few minutes. Later on in the show, we'll be talking about affairs. Affairs. Many people believe that monogamy is a myth and that genetically we're pre-programmed to be anything but a monogamous species. Do you agree with that? Could that be justification for having sex outside of your relationship? Could you fall back on that and say, hey, you know what? Sorry about that, honey, but I am pre-programmed to have sex with a lot of other people. I can't do anything about it. Interesting thought, isn't it? We'll be talking about that. We'll be taking your calls and your comments on that topic a little later on in the show as well. Uh, And always contact us, 1-800-548-8255, 1-800-548-8255. Email us during the show at talkdavid.com. Just look for the Contact Us button, click it, send us an email. Like us on Facebook. Our David Essel page is filled, so go to David Essel Alive. Like our page on Facebook, David Essel Live. Follow us on Twitter at uh, David Essel. And then call us, 1-800-548-8255. Dr. Terry Gordon, author of the book, No No Storm Lasts Forever, Transforming Suffering into Insight, a Cleveland Clinic-trained cardiologist named the American Heart Association's National Physician of the Year in 2002. Dr. Terry, welcome to the program. David, it's so nice to be here. Thanks for asking me. Yeah. All right. Go. Okay. Now we're we're talking about a storm that has got to be every parent's absolute nightmare of a storm, and it had to do with your son, twenty years old. You get the phone call. Walk us through it. Well, let me explain what happened to you the night before, uh, David. Yeah. My uh, daughter Maddie Rose had just driven in from Chicago where she was teaching. And I was up in my office doing a little bit of work, and she came into my office. And, and you know, it's, it's a parent's sixth sense. You can just kind of tell when something's not quite right with your children. And so I asked, I said, Maddie, what, what's going on, sweetie? And she came over and plopped herself down at my feet and put her arms up on my knees and said, you know, Dada, now she's 27, still calls me Dada. Right. She says, you know, Dada, I always thought that the older I got, the more control I assumed over my life. 
the easier life would become. And then with this deep sigh and a single tear trickling down her cheek, she says, you know, it's just not working out that way. It just seems like Mm. things are getting tougher for me. So I pulled her up in my arms and I rocked her for a few moments. And and I thought long and hard about my response because I knew this answer was going to be an important one to her. And I said, you know, darling, I don't think that's the way it's supposed to be. I think that if we are to grow during this experience we call life, if we are to progress – We must face greater and greater obstacles because it's only by overcoming those obstacles that we grow, that we mature, that we we end up on a a path of of higher consciousness. And I quoted her uh, from the Kabbalah, which is the ancient mystical text of Judaism. And in that quote, it says, the falls of our life provide us the energy to propel us onto the higher path. It's the falls of our life. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I kissed her on the forehead and left her with this final thought when I said, you know, honey, we really should be grateful for the crap that happens to us. Hmm. And I left her with that thought. The next morning, David, at around 6.40, I received one of the worst phone calls a parent could get. The gray voice on the other end of the line shared with me that our son Tyler, who was 20, living out in Durango going to school, had been involved in a near-fatal car accident and that he had shattered his neck. And, and then came the dreaded words, your son is quadriplegic. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you worry about those phone calls when they're out late at night and aren't in on time. And, but you, the impact of those words when you actually hear them is just unimaginable. Well, in about 20 seconds of denial, um, things changed very quickly for me as the doctor kicked in. And I knew what was going to happen. They were getting ready to lifelight him from Durango to Denver where he would undergo emergency surgery. And within an hour, I had hastily packed a bag and bolted from the house, speeding up to the Cleveland airport in hopes that I could get on an overbooked nonstop flight to Denver, which would get me there in time to see my son before he went into surgery. Mm -hmm. And somehow I got on that flight. They placed me in a window seat, and and I want to tell you, I was like a caged cat. I was now incommunicado. I didn't know if Tyler was alive, dead, brain damaged, bleeding out from internal organs. I had no idea. And, And the thoughts, David, were just banging around in my head so loudly it it hurt. And I remember it felt like I was in a tornado, and it was loud, and it was whooshing, and it was chaotic, and it was dank and dark. And I I looked down the funnel, and it was just pure blackness. It was so frightening. And and I remember praying harder than I had ever prayed in my life. And, And I wasn't praying for me. I was praying so that I might be able to help those I loved. And in the midst of this prayer, I I kept saying over and over again, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. And gradually, that darkness and the loud whooshing sound, it gradually started to abate as I was being enveloped in this cocoon of white noise, strand Mm. by strand. And and it became a place of unfathomable peace. And I still was saying, I can't do this. I can't do this. And I can't tell you, David, that I heard the voice of God, but I can tell you I heard the words unequivocally. And and God said, yes, you can. And I said, no, but I, I don't know how to do this. And God said, remember, everything's in perfect order, even this. Right. In, in fact, just yesterday, you shared your truth with your daughter. You, you can talk the talk, but now you're going to have to live it. And I again said, but I, I can't do this. How do I do this? And, and the most mm. profound thing came to me, David, when God said, treat this as if it was something you had chosen. Mm. Now, wh- 
Why would I do that? Wow. Why would I choose? Right. Oh, wait a minute, tragedy. Dr. Terry. Yeah. Oh my God, Dr. Terry, can you you can imagine every listener right now with with us is going now that sounds like human insanity, right? Well, a lot of people have accused me of that before and after <laughs> this happened. But but you know what what I I couldn't wrap my arms around was why I would choose something like this. What good could come from it? Right. And and what what happened to me is I was given a choice. Right at that moment, I could stay. I, I had come to a fork in the road. I could stay on the same chaotic uh, path that I had been on for years and years and years, or I could take a new path. And that new path turned out to be a path of acceptance because everything that happens to us is a gift. It's a gift from the divine to help us. Sometimes those gifts don't come in the most beautifully wrapped package, but they are gifts nonetheless. Mm -hmm. And so our choice then becomes you either resist it and suffer or you accept the gift. You know what, Dr. Terry, as, as, as you're talking, and we're talking, talking right now with Dr. Terry Gordon, the name of the book, No Storm Lasts Forever, there, there is a sense that that's easy for you to say, and I'm just projecting the, the thoughts of my listeners. That's easy for you to say because you have the experience, you have the knowledge, you're a doctor, you have whatever the, 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 whatever the projections are that people put on other individuals that are making these statements that sound so good, valid, heartwarming, freedom-releasing, etc. But how do we get to that space if we're not there now? Well, I can tell you I was not there before that nanosecond. You know, my, my, my dear friend, Dr. Wayne Dyer, often says, mm -hmm. when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Right. And in that split second, I changed the thought from, why me? And damn it, why is this happening to my family and my son? To why not me? Because if so, so, so on the flight... So on the flight, before you even see your son, before you know if he's alive, if he's dead, if anything, you had this transformative experience. I did. I did. Wow. And, Dr. And Terry, we're, we're, we're going to ask you to hang right there. We're going to okay. go to a quick break. We're going to come back. Dr. Terry Gordon, the name of the book, No Storm Lasts Forever. I'll tell you what, gang, this is one of the most transformative things that I have ever heard. What Dr. Terry just said is that his experience going to acceptance happened before he even landed to see his son. Now, I have interviewed, as you know, everyone who's been with our show for 21 years, amazing individuals just like Terry Gordon right now. I have yet to interview anyone who had the transformative experience before seeing their loved one or before seeing whatever it was they were going through. We've had tons of people after the earthquake, earthquake, after the tsunami, after the death of someone come through to awakening and understanding, but never before seeing that person. We'll find out more with Dr. Terry Gordon. Again, the name of the book, it's profound. No storm lasts forever. Every Saturday. 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific. We rock the United States of America with the most powerful guests, positive thoughts to bring you to a higher level of your own awakening, your experiences, yes, even your enlightenment. 1-800-548-8255, 800-548-8255. I'm David Essel. Stay right there. But we're never going to survive. 
Vanessa alive. Every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, uh, 3 to 6 Pacific, 1-800-548-TALK. My guest right now, Dr. Terry Gordon, author of the book, No Storm Lasts Forever. Dr. Gordon, so when we, just before we went to the break, I said one of the most amazing things that I'm hearing from you, and this is something that I have never experienced before, is someone coming to this awakening that you experienced before going into the, well, well, I'll call it the storm that you're about to walk into. That's amazing to me. Well, you know, it, it, when you hear the words of God, you pay attention to it. And that's what happened to me on that plane. I went from utter chaos to peace, and I, I intuitively listened to that peace. Now, I'm not going to tell you, David, that from that moment on, everything was hunky-dory. It was not. There have been many, many ups and downs. This has been a very tumultuous uh, journey for not only my, my son, but for the rest of the family. But in the back of my mind, throughout this experience of enduring this this terrible, terrible pain, there has been a peace that has overridden it, that has perfused it, that you know, every time something happens, I, I say, okay, it is in perfect order. So there, there are no much, so, such things as mistakes. There are no accidents. In fact, what I've come to appreciate, Dave, is that there are no negative experiences. Yeah. We, we, we well, consider them negative. We, we turn, you know, a, a tragedy becomes a calamity if we decide to make it so. And I made a conscious decision on that airplane. This would not be a tragedy. Yes, there were tragic elements to it, but we were going to use this as a learning tool, as a learning experience. You know, the real tragedy in something like this is in going through it and not gleaning anything from it. So, you know, Dr. Terry, is what's your what? How is Tyler with all of this? With with your book, does he? believe as you do? Does he understand? Does he accept those beliefs as his as well? Well, you know, each of us in our family was at a different place spiritually when this happened. Tyler's, you know, Tyler was a 20-year-old kid. You know, he Mm -hmm. was in the midst of college. So he started from a different spot than I started from. I, I, I had been prepared for this for a number of years. I didn't realize it until I looked back. But, uh, you know, each of us has gone through this differently, and I share all of these thoughts uh, with my son. But it's his path. It's not my path. It's right. his journey. It's not my journey. And that's one of the things that I learned as a, as a, a type A parent, you know. Mm. You've got you've to let it unfold the way it's supposed to unfold. I could mm-hmm. try to, to interfere. I could try to push. But it's, it's his timetable. It's his timeline. Um, what is it you that you Tyler, would? Tyler is a very spiritual young man, and and he is. And and w- w- now, how long has it been since been the accident? Over three years now. Three years. Yeah. And in that three-year period of time, has there been? We and just so you know, uh, Doctor Gordon, we've got about three minutes left. Um, in that in that three-year period of time, has there been any movement of of deepening the relationship between you and Tyler? Oh, definitely. You know, I feel blessed because I've had time to spend with my son that I never would have had, had it not been for, for this event. So yes, you know, we've gotten much closer, and and there, of late there has been a shift in his consciousness that that I see as positive. I, I've been able to transcend above the quagmire 
and and observe from this place of non-judgment, just passive observation. And I can actually mm-hmm. see Tyler as he is progressing. I can watch my wife as she's. I can even watch myself as I'm progressing in the material plane, in the physical plane. Mm. But I'm in. This what a gift! Of, what a well, gift! It is. It is a gift. And guess what? I wouldn't have gotten that gift had it not been for what happened yes. to Tyler. Yeah, exactly. There Ladies is, and gentlemen, for for everyone listening right now, you can probably project, maybe not with this depth of intensity that Dr. Terry Gordon is talking about, but maybe so. You can project something that's going on with someone in your family. Uh, maybe it's a son, a daughter, a partner. Maybe it's a former uh, husband or wife where that it, this could be relevant, highly relevant for you to take away your projection of how they should be. And allowing that person on their own path as you go on yours. Dr. Gordon, just that alone is profound. It is. You know, what, what the challenge for me was adjusting my perception of these events enough to recognize the presence of God within the experience. Mm-hmm. And in order to mm-hmm. do that, you have to look beyond what your mind wants to judge as good or bad. Mm-hmm. It's all good. Oh. That's the bottom line. <laughs> that is, that is that's a, you know, it, it reminds me in reading The Course in Miracles, right? Absolutely. You know, and, and so many other very profound teachings that have been around since the beginning of time, uh, that there's nothing good or bad. It's just whatever our perception is that makes it so uh, amazing. Dr. Terry Gordon, the name of the book, No Storm Lasts Forever, Transforming Suffering into Insight. Let me repeat that, ladies and gentlemen, transforming suffering into insight. If that suffering is financial, if it's an addiction, if that suffering is a relationship, if it's career, if it's your relationship with God or lack of that relationship, this book could be transformative for you. And if you want more information on Dr. Terry Gordon, it's drterrygordon.com. Dr. Gordon, is wonderful having you as part of our show today. Thanks so much for your insight and your passion. David, it was my pleasure. Namaste, my friend. Namaste. Our toll-free number, 1-800-548-8255, 1-800-548-8255. And this is not to make light of anyone who's going through suffering right now and saying you should just be able to rise above it and get this type of insight. Not at all. But it is reminding you that there's a pathway to do it. And just maybe this book, No Storm Lasts Forever, could be what you need right now to grasp that insight. Hey, coming up, do you believe... That monogamy is anti-human? Do you believe that, as many people do in the world of, um, of study, research, that we are based as human beings, especially men, to be anything but monogamous? And is that a reason to say it's okay to have affairs? Have you had affairs on your partner? Do you know why you had them? Would you do it again? Do you think you should always tell your partner if you've had an affair on them? 1-800-548-TALK. I'm looking forward to your call. I'm David Essel. Stay there. Broadcasting live right now. Out of Studio E in Los Angeles, California, David Essel in the box, thanking you for taking some of your Saturday and sharing it with us. Hey, this is something that came up. Kristen Stewart, of course, the actress 
uh, from the vampire movie uh, trilogy fame, or is it even more than a trilogy now? Kristen Stewart, the latest celebrity, get caught in an affair, right? Do you believe that any person that cheats on their partner should come clean and be honest with their partner regardless of circumstances? 1-800-548-8255. Do you believe that if someone has an affair, that 100% of the time, they should come clean before their partner finds out from someone else that they actually did have sex with someone else? Have you ever cheated on your partner? And were you honest? Did you tell them before they found out from someone else? Did you get caught? Did they find out later? Did you save the relationship? Did the relationship crumble? Would you be honest if it happened again next time? 1-800-548-8255. I look at the uh, outrageous pain. Now, Kristen Stewart and her boyfriend, I don't know if they're still together, Robert, uh, you know, that's a little different, right? Because their stuff gets spread all around the media when they get caught. The odds of the average person who's not a celebrity getting caught and having it in uh, the cover of 17 magazines and 5 billion websites is about nil, right? But do you think if if someone has an affair that they should 100% of the time come to their partner and say, you know what, honey, you know what, babe, I screwed up? Or do you think there's exceptions to this rule? Do you think there are times when you should not have to tell your partner that you had an affair? Have you ever been in that situation? Did you admit it? And did they go, holy crap, we need to get help? Or did they kick you out? 1-800-548-8255. Why do you think people are so afraid to tell their partner that they've had sex with someone else? Why do you think? Why do we do it? Why, why are we so afraid to be honest? I look at this, and because I've been doing this work for so long, I look at couples when there's been an affair. Sometimes I work with both partners. Sometimes I work with just one that'll come in, and they'll say, I'm in the middle of an affair right now, and I don't know if I should tell my partner. I don't know if I should. I shouldn't. Or the affair happened five years ago, and the guilt is starting to eat on me, and I really need to get it off my chest, so I'm coming to you to absolve it. I had one gentleman come in and hire me uh, because I'm an all-faith minister that he was hoping that I could uh, absolve his mistake and that he would be good with it. Isn't that a trip? That I'm, I could bless him is basically what he asked. Could you bless me, forgive me, and I'll be good. I just don't want to bring it up to my wife. Fascinating, isn't it? There is a train of thought that you could Google it about the monogamy myth. You could Google it on the Internet today in a heartbeat. There's books written about the monogamy myth that says that uh, monogamy is actually against our genetic makeup. And that especially men, a small percentage of women, but especially men, genetically are predisposed to wanting to have sex with more than one partner, because in our genes, it was important 5,000, 10,000 years ago to procreate, to actually have other human beings on the planet. And so back then, men, Og and his cousins, 
would have sex with as many people as they could so that we could populate the planet, right? Do you believe that monogamy is a myth and that the reason that affairs happen is because of the fact that we're just programmed to have sex? We're programmed to want to have more than one partner. And it really isn't anything against our partner. It's just the fact that genetically we need to spread the seed. Do you understand the profound nature of that type of thought process? 1-800-548-8255. Do you think that that could be one of the reasons? And let's just pick out men, for instance, that men will be more apt to have affairs because science proves this is true than women because genetically they're programmed to be non-monogamous. That it is it is something in our genetic code to want to be with more than one partner at a time because at one point it served us well in order to have a population explosion. But now it's frowned upon in our society. But that's the reason why so many men could have an affair. Do you believe that to be true? Do you know that I'll post on Facebook and there's several people that whenever I post about affairs on Facebook will always come back to this point that we are not, especially men, are not genetically programmed to be monogamous individuals. Do you agree with that? Or do you think that's just sort of hogwash, that that's just excuses for people to want to have more than one partner. 1-800-548-8255. 1-800-548-8255. I find this absolutely fascinating because one of the things in my practice that I see is people are scared to death to talk about sex outside of their relationship. They are scared to death to breathe it. They're scared to death to admit it. When it comes up in their in their in their life and they have an affair, they will come to me and talk about it. But when we discuss the importance of sharing it with their partner, there's no way in hell. And then you know what happens? People get caught. And they get caught in two ways, ladies and gentlemen. They get caught, number one, by their partner finding something, a text, a phone message, uh, a note written, right, or someone's panties that aren't supposed to be there or whatever. But here's the other way they get caught is that they get caught through guilt and the projection of guilt and blame on their partner. And all of a sudden, the person that cheated starts to become a real pain in the butt to live with. And no matter what their partner does, it's wrong. Have you ever noticed that? They project their guilt. Now they can't handle the guilt. And instead of dealing with the guilt, they project it onto their partner. I believe, without a doubt, 100% of the time, that if there is an affair, there has to be admittance of that affair. 100% of the time. Do you agree with me? I do not see a reason on earth that a person could come up with a justification, what I'd like to call an excuse, for not sharing an affair. Don't you agree with me? Don't you believe that every time we stray in a relationship and we have sex or we kiss or we fondle someone who is not our partner, that we, 100% of the time, need to go and say to our partner, I'm screwing up. I am screwing up. 
I believe 100% of the time, ladies and gentlemen, I don't think that, and, and I would love, if you agree with me, call me. If you disagree with me, call me. Either way, 100% of the time, I believe we need to tell our partner when we have had a physical affair in any shape, form whatsoever. I don't care if it's kissing without tongue. I don't care if it's kissing with tongue. I don't care if it's a quick feel. I don't, whatever. Don't you agree with me? Do you know why this is so important? This is so crucial that we get on this lineup of honesty, that we get in this lineup of like truth, of living in truth. Because if we don't, it's going to come back and bite us in the butt. Don't you agree with that? 1-800-548-8255. We've become so soft as a human race, we've become so afraid of the truth, so afraid of consequences. We are we are living in absolute denial of what it means to be a real human being, a real man and a real woman. Don't you agree with me when it comes to having any type of interaction outside of your relationship that you got a man up, <laughs> you got a woman up? 1-800-548-TALK. Don't you agree? Like, there's no justification for excuse. I know you agree with me. I absolutely know you agree with me. Jennifer, Cincinnati, Ohio, you're on with David Essel. Hey, Jennifer. Hi. Yeah, what, what are your thoughts? Don't you agree with this? We got a man up, woman up, and be honest? Um, to be honest, um, my husband and I have been together for 25 years, and if somewhere along the way he had had an affair, I don't want to know that. Really? I really don't want to know. And I, and I I think because he made a mistake, that's between him and God. And and if he made a mistake and, and you know, I don't want to know because I don't want to be tortured because of his mistake. I don't think that's but fair. Je- because then for the rest of my life it would change the way that I look at him, and I know it would, and I don't want that change. I know, but Jennifer, do you want to know something? Do you, I, I, unless, unless you know, you're married to a psychopath, or in, unless someone else listening is married to someone who has a, a deranged mental illness, and I'm not saying this derogatorily, I'm just being honest. Mm-hmm. Okay, if if they have cheated on you or on anyone else in this world, that they have never treated you the same from that day. Because you can, you cannot be dishonest and have an affair on your partner and ever be real and vulnerable and honest with your partner from that moment forward. It's impossible. Wow. I, I, I haven't looked at it that way, but I, I don't know as 100%. If you don't think after, say, you had had an affair and, and maybe five years has passed and it was, hey, how about this? You're, you're gone on business, you had a one-time thing, um, right. you did everything that you could to um, uh, get over it, and you, you, know, you felt extreme shame from it, and you dealt with mm-hmm. it with your God. Okay, this is a thing between you and God, and you dealt with it with your God. You don't mm-hmm. think there could be healing then where you would not have to tell your partner and, you know, and hurt them? I mean, because really you would hurt them, you know, very um, deep. Yeah, no, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Um, when, When someone knows they're an alcoholic and and they go behind everyone's back and they drink, 
and let's say no one knows, like no one catches them drinking, no one smells it on them or whatever, they are not living in honesty, which means that if they do it in that case, they're going to do it in other cases too. They're going to not tell the truth about this. They're not going to, because they've already started the pattern. It's so like, you don't think that like, you can sin once and then be forgiven and then not do that thing again? You think if, he, oh. if he's already had an affair and it would say a one-time thing, you don't right. believe he can actually stop and never do it again. Oh, no, he may stop having affairs, but it's, he's, he's going to be dishonest in some other area of life. And, and that's going to happen because of his guilt, because of his shame, because, see, you can do so much work with God, but that's your spiritual path. You have to bring the rest of it onto planet Earth and to be just as honest with people here as you are with God. If okay. you want to, if you want to, do, do you know what I'm saying? I, I understand what you're saying. I just, I believe that God can give you complete healing, and I don't think anything here can give you complete healing. Oh, I agree God. with you. I, I agree, like, like a guy could say to God, I am so sorry for screwing my wife over by cheating on her, but he has to then do the same thing with his wife and take the consequences in order to be free. Isn't that a okay. trip? Well, I, I, yeah, I'm hoping you're wrong. <laughs> I do. I not that I have any reason to ever. I don't. My, my, you know, my my marriage is solid. But I'm just, as the wife, I'm thinking, how would I feel? Would I want to know? Is that something I would want to know? Yeah. No. Yeah. I feel okay. like because... Oh, and you know what, you, Jennifer? And I can totally respect that, but you know, in all the years I've worked with couples where there's been an affair, do you want to know something that's happened 100% of the time? And I swear to God, I'm so proud to be able to say this on the air. In 100% of the couples I've worked with, when the affair is admitted and they move through it and they move past it, every single time, the couple will come back six months, a year later, five years later and say, David, we have never never experienced love and honesty in our life like we have after dealing with this. Well, that's awesome. Isn't have that you cool? ever had someone that did not tell, that they did not say they had the affair and they they dealt with it strictly between them and God and they were okay? I mean, that marriage no, still ended up amazing? Well, no, never amazing. Were they okay? Yes. But never at the depth of the people that were honest. Okay. You know? Okay. But, Jennifer, I am so glad you called. This has been awesome to talk to you. <laughs> well, I, you opened my eyes and made me think a little differently, but I still am telling you, I don't want to know, guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll, honey, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. You, you, well, okay, you have a great care. day, babe. Okay. Bye-bye Nice now. talking to you, David. <laughs> Bye-bye. Okay. Thanks, Jennifer. From Ohio to Tennessee, Mike, you're on with David Essel. Yeah, I, I've never had an affair. I'm 68 years old. Uh -huh. But if I did, I think I would feel so guilty that I wouldn't want to hurt my wife even more by telling her I did it. So I think I'd just try to figure out why I did it and be sure I never did it again. But yeah, why Mike. her with the guilt that I have? I know. And Mike, you know what? I used to agree with that. When I, when I first started doing work in counseling year 20-something years ago, I used to agree with that philosophy. But over the years, what I've seen is that the people that have cheated and the, the guilt that they carry alters their honesty with their relationship with their partner in other ways for the rest of their life. 
And if they can deal with the truth and have their partner know the truth and then allow their partner to make a decision to either stay or go, eventually, even if that relationship doesn't last, everyone goes to the next level in life because they finally learned that honesty doesn't always mean the consequences are great, but it means we can be fully free. Because otherwise, Mike, we carry the guilt and shame on a physical level for the rest of our life. Does that make sense? It does. You know? I'm not sure I've converted, but it does make sense. <laughs> okay. Well, Mike, it's nice to talk to you, and I want to thank you so much for giving us a ring. Okay. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. 1-800-548-8255. For everyone online, hold on there. We're going to go to a couple minutes of a break here. We're going to come right back. We'll take your calls in the lineup that you have called this in. You can agree with me. You can disagree with me. I would love to get your feedback. Should we always be 100% honest when an affair has happened? Awesome calls so far. 1-800-548-8255. I look forward to your feedback. You know my opinion. 100% honesty. I'm open to hear. Maybe someone can convince me I'm wrong. 1-800-548-8255. I'm David Essel. Stay right there. David Essel, David Essel Alive, TalkDavid.com. Let's go to Johnny in Kansas. Johnny, you're on with David Essel. Hey, David. Hey, Johnny, what's, what are your thoughts about this whole affair thing? Um, well, I got several thoughts. I wanted to comment on the, um, the last call, well, two callers ago, the lady that called in regarding her husband, um, and you had made a point about... Um, about getting right with the person that you uh, committed to act against, which would be your partner. But uh, according to Scripture, uh, true repentance is uh, involving confession, not only to God, but also to the person that you uh, committed to act towards. So, and able to be truly repentant and want total forgiveness for, obviously we'd have to do that. And then also I think, that it's Absolutely. a matter of, of integrity. Absolutely. And let me tell you something, Johnny. You know, the reason why it's, it, it's so important that I'm so glad you called with this to say this is that it's so easy to go into your bed, get on your knees, and talk to God. It's, Absolutely. It's a, it is a bear to get on your knees in front of your partner and say, I had sex with someone else. Please forgive me. That's right. You know, Johnny, thank you so much for that clarity. That was awesome. I'm glad you called, and I appreciate it. Hey, I, I, thank you for your show. I, I've never heard of uh, of your show before. This I'm a first-time listener and caller, obviously, but uh, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm going to be getting in touch with you about the whole life coach thing. I'm pretty pumped up about that. So, Oh, fantastic. We'll look forward to working with you, man. Yes, sir. Have a okay. good day. You too. Bye-bye. Let's go to Texas. From Kansas to Texas, Gabby, you're on with David Essel. we got about 30 seconds, Gabby. Hi, David. You know what? I, I, I first of all, didn't agree with you, but in listening a little bit more, I, I would have to agree with you. You're absolutely right, because that opens up the person to 
having more trust with the spouse, the the offending spouse, as far as him saying, you know what, honey, this is what I did. Because most people will not admit that they've cheated. They will not admit it. You can catch him like my husband for the past 20 years, left and right, and he has never said, he has told me it's not what it seemed. He has never really said, right. you know what, I've done this. And that yes. is, that makes me feel horrible. Oh. I would prefer he tell me that, yes, Gabby, I we got to run. We got to run. I'm David Essel. See you next week. <laughs>